1: Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet sides, predict scores, track player props, even do props on politics. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. If the game already kicked off or tipped off, don't worry. They've got live, in-game action, sweet action, on every major event, even eSports. No better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go there, sign up, type in promo code ZABE, and get a 100% sign-up bonus. It's easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary, terms and conditions apply, void where prohibited. Today on the ZABEcast, a debut of a new feature called Steakhouse Confidential. Four guys, drinks, steaks, and stories. Some of them might even be true. Like the time my boy John Ronas beat Michael Jordan in golf. Or when I was left holding a restaurant bill by Jerry Glanville. All that, plus have we reached peak cell phone yet? Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, November 7, 2018. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I hope your candidate of choice was a winner last night. Oh, it looks like we're going to have two exciting years of House investigations into President Donald Trump. Mm-mm-mm. Should be fun. And well, I think we're going to have an election cycle in 2020 that will promise to be even more vapid, more pointless, and more full of clown cars than the last one. Yay and that cycle is going to start in let's see about 5 minutes I would bet I actually I actually was looking up dates for the Democratic primary schedule in 2020 or 20 yeah 2020 yeah is that how you say it 2020 2020 2020 okay i was looking up the dates And I happen upon the Wikipedia page for Democratic Party Presidential Primaries 2020. And it lists candidates, declared major candidates. First name I see is John Delaney, U.S. Representative from Maryland since 2013. Okay, I might have heard of him. He's thrown his hat in the ring early. Okay, who else? Scroll down. Next name I see, and I guess these are alphabetic, Jeff Boss. Like a boss, And they list their current or previous positions. Jeff Boss is listed as conspiracy theorist. <laughs> he has run for oh boy. House House of Representatives in New York, Mayor, Governor of Jersey, Candidate for President in 2008, 2012, 2016. So I then realized, okay, these are just ass clowns who have decided to throw their hat in the ring so they can get on a Wikipedia page. They've they've filed their official FEC, Federal Election Campaign, filing notice to be a candidate for president. Some guy, Harry Braun, renewable energy consultant, researcher. Hey, well, how about that? There's a guy, Ken Nawadike. Listed as peace activist, inspirational speaker, and video journalist. There is Robbie Wells, former college football coach. (laughs) Never heard of him. And that's it for now. Then there's others who have publicly expressed interest. Michael Avenatti, you know him. Joe Biden, Michael Bloomberg, Cory Booker, Julian Castro, Hillary Clinton... Oscar De La Hoya, Eric Holder, John Hickenlooper, former uh, governor of Colorado, Kamala Harris, John John Kit John Kerry. Uh, let's see, Elizabeth Warren. Um, who else? Would, oh, Bernie Sanders, of course. Of course, I'm going to run. Martin O'Malley, Tim Ryan, blah, blah, blah. and then they have speculative candidates. And those include further names that nobody cares about, including Al Sharpton. And then there are declined to be candidates. And that's a long list of people. Oh, wait a minute. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is listed as a declined to be candidate in 2020 for the Democratic primaries. Okay. Well, we are going to get it dialed up real soon. Got this email from one Greg Coleman. He is a listener who sent me a video. Actually, he tweeted a video of his boys a year and a half ago, two years ago now, reenacting the Jordan Speth bunker shot to win at Hartford where he throws the rake and he chest bumps Caddy Michael Greller and his two young boys reenacted that scene. He tweeted it, you know, with including me as an at. I then retweeted it. That sent the video viral. Next thing you know... PGA TOUR's social media account's like, oh, that's great. Can we use that? And they hone in and they find Greg. They actually did a piece of the PGA TOUR in their media department. They did like a sit-down interview with the boys uh, in advance of the Hartford Open to talk about it, and, and it was a nice little deal. So that's who Greg Coleman is. He writes me to say the following. Hey, man, I just wanted to throw this by you and see what you thought. After the boys had their 15 minutes of fame video on the Jordan Spieth thing, It apparently opened the eyes of my somewhat semi-sports fan wife. Out of nowhere, she says to me, you know, I think it'd be a really good investment to put in a really nice practice putting green in our backyard so the boys could practice. Wait, what? I said? I swear to God, the double take I did almost caused whiplash. Then I remembered you talking about that you had one many years ago, and it reminded me of when you talked about that pebble in your eye. Yes, I did just the other day. Are synthetic greens worth it? Do they last? What brands are there? Uh, Is there any other advice you would have? I live in the St. Louis area, so obviously companies would be different, but I have a small opening with the Ways and Means Committee here, and I want to do my homework. Any insight you would have would be great. Keep up the great work. I know it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Blah, blah, blah. Greg Coleman. Okay. You've come to the right guy for advice. I had a synthetic putting green installed outdoors in my backyard when I lived at my old house 10 years ago. and It was a fairly small synthetic putting green of probably 30 feet by 30 feet, 30 square feet, maybe. Maybe not even that. I'd have to go back and look. It was uh, was long enough to have about a 20-foot putt from one corner to the other. It was fun. It was cool. But here's the problem. A, they don't last. Quote. La- First of all, let me start with this. Not a good investment at all. A good investment is a mutual fund. This is not a good investment. This will not add any value, actual hard dollar value to a buyer of your home. Just like they say pools also, generally speaking, do not add actual dollar values. They may actually be a turnoff. So, it's not investment, number one. Number two, there are no, quote, brands. There are companies that construct these things because it, it is quite a, a construction project. It requires men and tools and labor, lots of labor. You've got to prep the surface of where you're going to put the putting green. you got to bring in gravel and drainage and sub-gravel and then compacted angel dust, and it has to, you know, be compacted, 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 and shaped and contoured, and okay, now we got all the subsurface stuff right. Then they put on the synthetic putting green fibers, which is very expensive in terms of cost per square foot, because the you know, it's like a rug that has a lot and a lot of very specific fibers to simulate a putting green, you know, grass. And then once you get that down, they have to fill it with infill or the tiny little pebbles or, or tiny little sand molecules so that the the fibers of the grass stand up straight. And then, and only then after you they do that and they brush it and they brush it and they brush it hours and hours and hours and they roll it and they tamp it and they do everything else, then you've got what is essentially a putting green. It is really cool when you first have it. Like a lot of things you get when you first, you know, Oh, let's build a treehouse house for the kids. Oh, that's cool. You're going to go up there and hang out. And then after time, you're like, oh, that thing is an eyesore. Same thing for jungle gyms, trampolines, you name it. The other thing is that these things do require maintenance. You do have to roll it and brush it and maintain it because over time, those little, you know, the, the, the fingers of the turf get compacted. And so your putting green is going to get faster and faster and faster. In fact, Almost all these putting greens are way faster than your average public course, and they are as fast as, if not faster, than even your best private courses in your area. And it'll get to the point where your outdoor synthetic putting green is so fast that it's good only if you are practicing to play at Augusta National in the Masters. That's how fast they can get. Also, I found that they didn't roll as true as I would have liked. Like I would sit out there and i go, this is great. I can sit out on a nice warm summer night, spring night, whatever, have a cocktail, listen to the radio, and just practice my three, four-footers. Just noodle around So I'd get balls lined up and I'd sit there and I'd practice. And I'm like, good stroke, good stroke, good stroke, good stroke. And I'd be like, God, why am I missing these so much? So one day I set up my camera right down behind my putter blade and I was like, let me just take a look at this. And I noticed that as I was practicing my putts, there's a little yaw and a little left and right that was going on on a single putt that I had practiced for hours over and over and over again because of the fact this is a synthetic green. Now, you, this will happen to some degree on a real putting surface, on a real golf course. You will get a little bit of yaw, as they say, left and right, and especially depending on the grain, if you're playing a golf course in the south that has Bermuda grasses that are tendly tend to be more grain Heavy, but not like you do on a synthetic green. So my net net is, oh, and I tell you, they're very expensive. I mean, like 10 grand for a green that you are going to be happy with. That's pretty much the number. Now, that said, I am never one for a guy who has had a sudden crack in the defenses of the Ways and Means Committee in their household. Uh, Just like government, just because you're not going to use this money for this project, how about we redirect that money for another project? Here's what I would recommend. Golf simulator. Much better investment, much lower cost, and will last forever. And will get better, providing you have the space to swing a club indoors, and will give you many more hours of enjoyment. And your boys will get to play in the golf simulator. And maybe even your wife. Now, the key for a golf simulator is space, space, space. Three keys. You need the space, you need the space, you need the space. What about everything else? Hey, you get me the space, I'll get you the golf simulator setup. I've got, I've got a guy. I've got a guy out of Indiana. Golfsimulatorguys.com. He knows everything about it. It's an evolving industry. There's more technology coming on board now all the time. Guess what? It doesn't matter. We could set you up with that. The one deal killer for most guys where they live is I don't have the space for a simulator. But if you're creative, if you are committed, you can find the space. In fact, I know a a friend of my daughter uh, or my daughter's friend's father. He built a shed. He got a shed purchased and put it in his backyard and made it into a simulator. It's tight. It's not luxurious, but it works. And I'm like, damn, this is, I'm glad you did this. This was great commitment on your part. You said, I don't have the space in my house, but I'm going to find space outside. So it can be done. So that would be my recommendation. Simulator. All right, time now for a new segment. I hope it catches on. Not quite sure yet. I'm calling it Steakhouse Confidential. And instead of just four of my jabronis this time, who you may find entertaining, I hope you do, I thought they were good, we'll start roping in some bigger names in the future and uh, just take a listen let me know what you think. Tonight we are at the fantastic DC Prime in Ashburn, Virginia. Mr. Paul Gorgie, sales executive to the stars Set this up, <laughs> didn't
0: you, Gorgie? This uh, is your spot, isn't it? This is my spot, and let's, it's, I'm let's, home in 10 minutes. With let's, <laughs>
1: let's brag about DC Prime for just a <laughs> yes, second. Yes, we shall. Because you and I got to meet the owner. Yeah, Rick know Crow. The owner very Rick, well. Crow, Rick Crow, very nice man.
0: Very, very strong, and uh, this was Kirk Cousins' spot for many moons.
1: That's right. They would come right from the park, and they would come over here. He would get huge dinners. All the linemen. For linemen, yeah. Yeah. And, and really, you know, there's a lot of steakhouses, and this is going to be part of our Steakhouse Confidential. We're going to, we may go around place to place, but if it works out well here, we just make this our spot. Johnny Rhodes is with us. Rosie, Fellas. Mr. One Account. Fellas. How are you? <laughs> Fellas. I got,
0: you I got a,
2: I I got got a second when Paulie is saying, this is my spot too. I, my <laughs> office is two miles from here, and whenever we have a, a happy hour, I say DC Prime, patio, fireplace, TV, the owner is a badass. This is my spot. I
1: love this place. You guys can fight over whose spot it is.
2: No, this is Paul's spot, but (laughs) this is my preference. I I love this place. (laughs) Thank you. We're glad you're here.
1: And Johnny Ronis of the Capital Golf Gang, and more importantly, the Ronis Academies. Where you're still teaching in this miserable fall weather? Is that right? Well, you know, you teach we have, we have an today.
3: In, I did teach lessons today. <laughs> we have an indoor-outdoor facility, so, you know, a day like this, it doesn't matter. It's you a gotta, bonus day.
1: you got to teach to eat unless you get free steak at a podcast in <laughs> a steakhouse, <laughs> right? Which is why
3: I'm here, <laughs> frankly. it is spit his water right out of And that. I didn't realize I live right. 4.8 miles from here. <laughs> Whoa. And I'm going to be coming here a lot more often. Yeah. I've always seen the sign driving down 7, but yeah. – Never stopped in, so we call it the All hidden right. gem, right down by Chick Chick Fil A at the end of Loudoun County Parkway. Everybody,
1: <laughs> for those that don't know, Paul used to uh, sell for the Redskins Radio Network. Uh, did that for how many years now, Paulie?
0: Twenty plus seasons.
1: Twenty plus seasons. Basically built the Redskins Radio Network and uh, has moved on to do his own thing now. And you represent a variety of people.
0: I do. I do. I um, interesting. Uh, Interesting app I'm involved in. There's a a gentleman down at GW who invented an app called Roam, R-O-O-A-M. Sounds like room. It does, but it is Roam, which basically stands for allowing you to roam and go to other venues. What it is is a mobile payment platform that allows you to open, monitor, and close a tab without carrying a credit card. And you can close the tab wherever you may be,
1: including face down. Face in down a in ditch. a gutter.
0: Yes. Yes, that has happened, and, and, and you know,
1: it, and I know a guy who at Myrtle Beach really needed the ability <laughs> <laughs> to have his tab shut down automatically. Am I right about that, Johnny Boy? No comment. You. This say. app. <laughs> uh, I would love to London go back in time. The, uh, it would have been perfect. You know who this app would have been great for, boys? Is Robert Allenby.
2: Oh, <laughs> Remember when yes. he went on oh, the right. rails Absolutely. in Hawaii? Absolutely. Can, Can
1: he... apps remove black eyes? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zabe, he was mugged. That, that was a story. Yes. And it was a good story until surveillance video showed, yeah. no, no, you were just blitzed in that's Hawaii. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. You lost your credit card. Great Cold busted. All right. So look for the app called Room or Download Room. Room. Sorry. With two R-O-O-M.
0: No. R-O-O-A-M.
1: Okay. A-M. Okay. I'd like to go back and work with you on the name on that that's app, fine. but it's too late. That's it's okay. already launched. The, 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 the cat is out. I'm sure it tested well with some focus it groups. Is it is on. doing really well. That's awesome. Great. That's great. All right, boys, so we're going to go around the table here. I know you all have stories in town because you are men among town. Uh, I know that you, Paul, have worked with players in this town, uh, Redskin players and other athletes over the years. I know Johnny Rhodes has drank with a lot of athletes, including Jeff Bostick, deep into the night at the <laughs> Mickey Steel Golf Tournament. So I know you've got a story ding, or two. Ding. I know Mr. Ronus over here teaches many professional athletes in town, including several gnats, right?
3: God, they're all gone. They're, they're, all they're all gone now. Gone. They're all gone. Ray you're Knight, you big they're dog. All, they're all gone. No, Ray, Ray, I think Ray would be
1: better suited in this atmosphere. All right, so, and, and I know a few stories, and some of them are actually true, but who cares if they're true or not? They're just right. good stories. So who wants to start with the first Steakhouse Confidential of the night?
3: You want me to start? Yeah, yeah let's go ahead, story. We, I'll set. I'll set the bar fairly high. Um, we'll be the judge of that. If you guys remember, well, I guess uh, – Athlete-wise, if you guys remember, there was a, a fellow who was, he played for the Wizards for a little while, he also was, uh, I believe, the president of basketball operations for the Wizards for a little while, a fellow Unsel- by the name of uh, Michael Jordan. Oh. oh. You know, it's interesting. He played, didn't he? He did play, and then he played for a team before the Wizards, too. Really? Right. And he was pretty good. Decent yeah. guy? Decent, decent, decent uh, basketball player. Um you know, it's interesting cuz it's, it's we're we're taping this on election night. Yes. Here in the United States. The day after the first time I played with Jordan. I was fortunate enough to play with him a few times. The first time I played with Jordan was the day after the hanging chad elections 2000 with Bush score. Yeah. So, we get there in the morning and where, where is there? This is at Woodmont. Okay. So, where are you ta- So, you know, he was playing for the Wizards at the time and he was um, I think he was playing at that time. He was missing dunks. He was shooting 37%. Yeah. Got it. And so he, uh, so we, we'd set up a game. They called me the, the night before, and they're like, you want to play tomorrow? We're playing at 8 a.m. with Jordan. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Jordan, boyhood kind of idol of mine. I guess a lot of people grew up with any kind of sports. So we get there on the tee, and there he is. And it's like a glowing light. You know, when you see someone like that, like a Jordan or a Tiger oh, yeah. Woods, they're like shining more than everyone else for whatever reason, impeccably dressed, everything else. Say hello, you know, a few casual words. And finally, we get to the first tee, and we're about to tee off. And he goes, all right, pro, how many are you giving me? <laughs> I said, well, you know, first of all, he plays every day. Yes. And I don't think I had picked up a club. Ronas, cigar? Oh, we'll talk. Well, I mean, we can talk about that a yeah. little later. That was actually pretty cool, too. But. I said, uh, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with or I was just trying to be cool. I had some cash. I brought five hundred in cash in my pocket. Five hundred. So that'll that last you three holes with so, Michael Jordan. You know, that was it for me. <laughs> three but holes, two pieces of junk and a press. He said, <laughs> You're done. Uh, he said we'll play a hundred dollar Nassau and uh and $20, $100, $100 Nassau and twenty dollar birdies. Are you okay with that? And I said, you know, shaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yes, all right Mr. Jordan. Can, he,
2: can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. You ever see the movie Glory? Glory? When they promoted Morgan Freeman, the <laughs> captain, he goes, I ain't sure I'm <laughs> wanting this. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, and this was back a long time ago. I could still play a little bit, and I was a little bit more confident than I am today. And he said, uh, again... All right, how, how much you get? How so many you give me? So it's potentially for those that don't golf: hundred dollars
1: front side, hundred dollars back side, a hundred dollar total match. Yep. You lose all three; that's three hundred. Twenty dollar birdies. You're starting to get to the end so of yeah. your roll of five hundred. Correct. You might have to go to the ATM. Excuse me, Mister Jordan. I'll be right back. If I get slaughtered, but, yeah. But, yeah. but so, this is Ronan.
3: Is it? And it's you against him straight up. Yeah. Just that was one wow. of the. And the matches.
0: ATM limit is three hundred dollars a day, right. as, as I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: So again, he says, "How many are you giving me?" And I said, I don't know how I had the balls to do this, but I said, you know what? I've been watching you on TV for a million years. And I said, I know you don't want to beat me with strokes, so we're playing straight up. Wow! And he, and that's when I got that kind of Jordan the glint. Yeah, that kind of the out eyes of the, narrowed out of the side of his. I can see eye. it now. He was I'm sitting in the car. And he was sitting back. He was getting a, cutting a cigar, and uh, he just gave me that look. And he goes, "Sounds good." Sounds good. And so good. we played. But here's here's the best story. So I actually won the match. I won I actually won all three in the match. Wow. We come down to eighteen and he is uh, we're even on birdies. And he hits a shot dead right on eighteen at Woodmont, and it's in these trees. He hits a ball up over the trees onto the green, he's about ten feet, and he sinks a putt. And as he sinks a putt, he gives that little Jordan kind of fist oh, yeah. pump. Guys can't see it here on the radio. And I swear I almost melted right there. I'm like, I'm playing with Michael did you, Jordan. Did you I just jizz got in your pants? <laughs> jizz no. Jizz <laughs> in my pants. He gave me three. You love that song, don't we you? <laughs> d- I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Who could? So what if he did? So he, what? what? He, he, he gave me, we got in the cart, he gave me three $100 bills, and he was waiting for that $20. Dollar. Really? Dollar. Bills, y'all. yeah, one hundred so, so he wanted, and he the wanted exact that change. He wanted that twenty because he won in birdies. He was one up in birdies. Okay, and I gladly gave him that twenty. And I came home and I told my wife we were playing with Jordan's. We were going out to dinner with Jordan's money tonight. Now it's two thousand,
1: nice. so good cell phone cameras don't exist. <laughs> Did you get a picture?
3: Nope, didn't get a picture. Fact, didn't, didn't ask for anything, didn't get any autographs, and he came back. Did he N- give
1: you total consciousness on your deathbed? No, he
3: did not. Because it sounds like <laughs> you got nothing out of this for a good story. A good story. Right? Be better. Yeah. He would come back <laughs> all the time and play, and when he'd come back, he, I'd be the first guy he'd go to because he knew I didn't ask him for anything. I didn't take any pictures. Okay. So I would kind of hold him, protect him until he was ready to go out on the tee. Plus he wanted to beat you. Did, you, to keep, did you keep he the scorecard? Did you at least it, keep
0: the scorecard?
3: Uh, no, no, I didn't. I'm just not into that that All much. Right. Here's here's a better of the thing. A oh, few hold weeks on. later, Rhodes is incredulous. I right mean, now. no sign, strap, nothing, 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 nothing. I'm just not. I'm not too into that. Not but a, a few weeks later, I went to the Wizards game. Was sitting, fortunately, with a a, a guy who is a, a member at Woodmont who had floor tickets. Jordan comes off, lays it up, comes over to the end of the line. I'm standing on the floor. Comes over to me. Falk is standing right next to me. The members right here. He comes over to me, slaps him five. Hey, pro, how you doing? That wow. was that's all. I like would I looked need. around that's, the that's stadium. It. Like that's you you go. Go. this is crazy. That is bad. So that was it. He, acknowledged,
2: he acknowledged him. and you have That was
3: that was it. Yeah, that's that, bum, homie. that would be. Uh, so that was my Jordan story. And by the good. way, very enjoyable to play with. Very intimidating. He'd walk real close to me on the tee as we were playing, almost really? rough shoulders. And um, but uh, you change know, change jingler. No, no. And, and again, just got Shit to. Kn- talker? Got to. Kn- a little bit. Little a bit, little bit, okay. Did only
2: you give guy. Pain? Only guy to ever be on the cover Sports Illustrated for golf who shot 84. Yeah. Well. Jordan was. Uh, it was.
3: He was on the cover the, of
2: SI? Yeah, as a golfer. It was. Uh, I still have that. What does it uh, say? What did it say? It was an article about they followed his round of golf as in pursuit of being a professional golfer. As was he
1: aspired
3: to be a professional golfer.
1: When was this? Jordan wanted to be a pro golfer. I must have missed that.
3: Oh, yeah. I think it was amidst as many things. And I think he shot like window. 78 that day we played. And he's a good player. And at that height, it's hard to play golf that well. But it was definitely, as far as golf goes, it was the biggest thrill of playing with right. anyone that I've ever That's a pretty with. good so one. It was cool. It Who awesome. wants
1: to bat second? At Steakhouse Confidential. Johnny Rhodes.
2: I'll go. So, Zabe, you gave us a homework assignment, which it could be any sport. Yeah, sure. Any sport. Uh, So tonight is the start of the 100th season of Maryland basketball. Very good. So I thought it would be appropriate to bring up um, an awesome story about essentially the origins of Maryland basketball when they basically became relevant when they were on the map when Leftry Drizell was hired from a school called Davidson University. They brought him in and he said right out of the gate, we are going to be the UCLA of the East. Of the yeah. East. I
3: just watched this the other day on for the love of basketball.
1: And what I thought was funny was, um, which meant we're going to pay players like John Wooden did at UCLA, exactly and cheat like sons of bitches, yeah. Which was the thing at the it's time. Is smart. that illegal? Well, yeah. Is was that, that wrong? Perfectly legal. Is, is, is that illegal? Yeah.
2: It's not illegal unless you get caught. Go I'll ahead, tell Johnny. you what was great about this is the Lefty really was speaking for a lot of people on the East Coast who resented John Wooden, who realized that what John Wooden had on the West Coast was an enterprise. If you were a decent basketball player and you were west of the Mississippi, you were playing at UCLA, and you didn't even have to go through the regional tournament because back then, it was sort of in pods, and you were essentially um, you were essentially uh, wired to the final four. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. how it was, right. So anyway.
1: Here comes Lefty. He makes this bold statement. Country boy, you know, I don't know. We're you gonna know, be I the, don't know. We're going to be the UCLA of the East. You watch. And Lefty latches on to a kid
2: at the age of 15, right out of the gate. This kid is my ticket to the national championship. A kid named Moses. Never
1: heard of him.
3: Fo faux fo, fo. Moses Malone,
1: <laughs> aka. Fo faux faux. Fo. Fo fo, fo fo. fo fo came from what he said we're Sixers. gonna go Yeah, we're gonna go through the playoffs in the NBA playoffs four four four. Right. Because that's all it took back in the it's day to win yep. the championship. So at the time, Lefty had already um, Moses is a kid out of the Tidewater area, right? Moses is a Virginia Tidewater, kid. Tidewater, Virginia. Correct. He's in high school. Everyone knows he's gonna be a badass.
2: Here's the problem with Moses. He had faced quite a bit of criticism, quite a bit of critiquing on his intelligence. And Moses um, wasn't a very articulate kid. Bottom line, he was shy. Okay, so Lefty brought him in. And Lefty had already had um, a pretty strong squad and uh john lucas was his main man uh so he brought moses in and the uh, the long the short of it is john lucas's favorite story of all time is that left uh, that uh, moses malone was his roommate for one day because because lucas wakes up the next morning in the dorm and moses has a bag over his shoulder and he goes where are you going? Moses goes. I'm going to the pros. <laughs> and Lefty goes. I I can't compete. What do you mean? So next day there's a press conference. Lefty goes. Uh, we uh we we signed Moses and Moses we felt was best for him to go into the ABA.
1: Right with the Utah organization. Back then, there was no rules. Yeah. They're like uh, Lefty, You could go what, pro uh, right away.
2: What, did, what, did, what made Moses go there? Lefty goes, $3 million. <laughs> and they go, $3 million. Lefty goes, I looked at it hard and I realized I
1: couldn't quite match that figure. <laughs> and here's the hell and of there it. And uh, there goes Moses. Here's the hell of it that Lefty had sent an assistant to camp out at a Motel 6. Across the high school from Moses Malone to recruit him, mm-hmm. like he lived there to make sure that Moses saw that guy from Maryland every single damn day. What so I he like had landed about it for one day,
2: and, and Zay, you know,
1: look, this is a case of
2: Moses obviously did the right thing. He he came from nothing, and Lefty realizes Moses did the right thing, but in a funny way and a long way around. Um, it still kind of helped the Terps because it really did put the Terps on the map. That they grabbed Moses. Moses did sign with Maryland, and for the next decade, Lefty's recruiting was about as good as you could get oh, yeah. in the yeah. nation. Yeah. Lefty could was, recruit. He could was, recruit.
1: Now, could he game manage? He could. Yeah. Not uh,
2: that's coach a different story. <laughs> to save his ass, in my opinion, as a Terps fan, right. If you're tied with 30 seconds
1: left in the game and you're a lefty, you're nah. losing.
2: Yeah, you're <laughs> losing. You're losing. How do
1: you feel real quick about the Turps this year cuz tonight starts college basketball. They're playing yeah. as we speak.
2: Play Delaware, Delaware tonight. Yeah. Yes.
0: We're gonna smoke them.
2: We are uh, we the Turps are extremely underrated this year. Um I am you asked me about game manager. I'm not a big game manager fan with with Turge. Turge, okay. He's actually very similar to, to Lefty. He's a
1: recruiting some bitch, but not an X and O's genius. But not who's going to be compared to, to, to Gary? You know, Gary spoiled you for a long time. Gary was a pit bull when it came yeah. to winning games and making adjustments and everything funny else. Funny about
2: that, Zabe? Gary
1: was not a good recruiter. I know. Well, Gary didn't want to well, play the game. He didn't who want to kiss ass. ass. Didn't, play for him.
3: When, didn't want to kiss ass from when, the outside. Who wanted to play for him? Yeah. Right. When
1: when things got really dirty and we're talking about guys like Rudy Gay going to UConn, I heard stories about how. You nailed it, Zabe. That was the key. The Rudy Rudy Gay Gay. one really
3: sent Gary over the the edge. He's like. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go to UConn over Maryland? Well, he got a a little. It's 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 called called the
0: bag was a little bigger. That's why he went there. And Calhoun was the biggest crook in NCAAs.
1: It. Oh, oh UConn boy over
0: keys. here. Uh, trust, oh, me. trust me. Trust, trust me. trust me. The I'm wired in into Maryland. James I know.
3: Calhoun. Do you uh, uh, Do you still have a basketball team up there at UConn? Rose? We do not have a team currently. <laughs> no, we currently. have a women's team that's struggling a little <laughs> it's, bit as well. It is so we crazy do, how the bankroll disappeared when Calhoun left. has nothing to do with that. your head coach? Jim Calhoun was a great coach. He had a wide-open checkbook, baby. While I was there. And we will not say anything about his – Payment strategy, but he was—he uh, made that program.
1: All right, Gorgy, you are next up. <laughs> End of topic. Steakhouse. <laughs> all right, confidential. So,
0: so I noodled your your request for an athlete story, and I couldn't come up with anything that I thought was overly exciting. Oh come on, man! Research all, me,
1: Gorgy. All of the years and all the people that you have met, Gorgy,
0: along the way. Nothing you can tell no, from the I, sales front? No. I have, I have a Maryland story as well. Okay. All right. My family was very wired into Maryland basketball, gave a lot of money to the Comcast Center to the point where we were building partners, okay. sat on the floor. Okay. So I have two quick stories. The first one was I used to sit right behind the scores table, and the radio used to be there. Um, after our first year – of on the first row, the radio was no longer in front of us. It got moved to the other end because a certain amount of F bombs of mine made it onto the airways. Oh your F bombs? Yes. Good. And then <laughs> one of my other stories is uh, Hayward from seven foot one from North Carolina, Brendan Haywood. Smart used guy. To camp Real smart in the guy. lane <laughs> at Coldfield House at nauseum. And I was not a real quiet fan. And I was all over the refs. And I get a three-second call on him to start the second half. And all the heads on the Carolina bench turned to me and looked at me in disgust. <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, I get one a game. <laughs> and they turned right back around. Nice. My biggest story is I went to the Final Four in Minneapolis, 2001, where where the turps the got jobbed by the refs against oh, yeah. duke they are up buku bucks in the first 10 minutes of the game duke cuts it down to about 12 22. Was it? Gordy. Well, it was
1: uh, yeah it was 22 point lead at the half mm. even later than and that no it was
0: 22 at one point
1: cut it down to i think 12 at half oh they did cuz uh, i remember this They did they did yeah. they did they cut it down to 12 here's yeah. why johnny yeah because the reporter who who you know got Gary as he's coming off the court, as they're required oh, to, shit, she says, "You're right." She says, "Coach, how are you going to stem the tide here in the second half?" And Gary, being the pugnacious, <laughs> pissed off competitor that he is, looks up and he's like, "We're twelve points up on Duke. I think we're doing all right." You know it's who I think that was, guys? Bonnie
0: Bernstein. That's correct. Yeah, Maryland. Grad. Okay, yeah. So I'm center court, four rows back, and. Uh, and we are going ape shit bananas over the refs. And then all of a sudden the second half starts, and they're trading baskets. They're going back and forth. And then, then Shashevsky's refs kicked in. And here comes the fouls. Here comes the phantom fouls. Lonnie Baxter gets called Lonnie for a. Lonnie fa- fifth. Not fifth. It wasn't even near a guy. Yeah. Gets called for the phantom fifth. The place is going bananas because we are going to go to the national championship, and we would have rolled Zona. Arizona would have been our bitch on Monday night, and we <laughs> yeah. would have had back-to-back national championships. And you so, guys wonder why Lonnie Baxter shot up the White House. Well,
2: yeah. Think about well, it. Yeah, exactly. Lonnie Baxter still was arrested. Pissed. He's still pissed. He was
1: arrested with a lot of armaments just outside the White <laughs> yeah, House roads. Yeah, yeah. He actually didn't oh, shoot I'm sorry. up the White House. Sorry, Lonnie. <laughs> no, no bullets were fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was
0: geese hunting, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So um, we leave, and my dad and, and my dad had a one of his VPs was from Minneapolis, and I'm so pissed off and I can't contain myself. He takes us to a fine Italian restaurant. We go in the back entrance through the kitchen. I come out and I run into legendary coach Steve Fisher. Yeah, I said, Coach, you have no skin in this game. What do you think of the officiating? He goes, you got robbed. And he goes, the one, the one official, he goes, that's the only guy that has thrown me out of a game. He's horrible. Wow. And so from that point on, we chowed down on our pasta dinner and drank ourselves into oblivion. But, but uh, it ended well next year in Atlanta. I got, I got my revenge. Yeah. I went to every game. I was on the road for both seasons. My father and I traveled with the team. And I got, we got our revenge, and it was so, so sweet. Yeah, it and may have
2: been sweet, guys, but that year, that was horse manure. That year we lost. I was still in the golf business. I put my fist through. Been back to back national championships. In Not the surprising. clubhouse at Prospect Bay Country Club. Did you pay
1: for the damage. Or did I you just have – no, the members I got assessed, right, Ronus? Somebody I, it else <laughs> did it. For most of your damage <laughs>
0: that you did there. Was that? that an erroneous ball that just came through? Yeah. yeah it was a golf ball. All right.
1: Did you guys ever hear my Jerry Glanville story? Oh, no. Oh, I no, I I us. S-
0: So it's Great coach. 94,
1: 94 Super Bowl in Miami, and I'm there, Radio Row. I'm going to get some breakfast before doing my show, and I go to the coffee shop breakfast area in the lobby of the big hotel that's got Radio Row and everything else. Standing Dave, are you, where are you working at the time? Uh, working at one-on-one sports in Chicago, Sh- Illinois. Chicago, okay. Yeah. Actually, it might have been FNZ in Charlotte, 97. The years blur by. It was one of those two. It was Miami, though. I'm standing in line to wait for breakfast just by myself. I got my paper under my arm. Yes, yeah, back when newspapers were all the rage. A printed version of the internet.
2: <laughs> internet?
3: Yeah. Get ink all over <laughs> your hands. Yeah, I don't it print joke. off of my hands. <laughs> my dad would have ink on waiting. his face. Why is it on your forehead in the, the morning. <laughs> standing there
1: waiting, and who rolls up to me but Jerry Glanville, all who black. was not coaching at the time. He had just, I think, been kicked out of a job at Atlanta or wherever. But he was an analyst on Fox, right? And he says to me, comes up to me, "Hey, need need somebody to sit with you? Can I can I have breakfast with you?" And I was like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, this is great. So I go and sit down. We have breakfast, and we're talking and chatting. It's a wonderful breakfast and all. And he is now into the truck racing. He had, like, a truck racing team as of course. well. So I'm talking about that. We have a decent breakfast. Things are going, I think, smoothly. By the time I'm halfway through my pancakes, he all of a sudden out of nowhere says, Well, Steve, it was great having breakfast with you. I'll see you later, all right? Boom, gone. <laughs> Did not leave any money. You got the tab, no. You got this covered <laughs> here for this. Either figured that I was going to expense it myself, mm-hmm. or he just didn't give a fuck. And I, th- I realized afterwards, and this was the ultimate lesson, he couldn't be seen eating alone. Because it would look bad on him, uh, sure. so he just needed some Sacrificial random dummy breakfast buddy <laughs> he breakfasted with, <laughs> and he stiffed me for the tip. And it Hey, partner, on you him. got this? So Jerry, a
0: <laughs> Hey, fella. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, good to see
3: you, <laughs> uh, Fred. <laughs> see ya buddy.
0: All right. Let's, it would look far
3: worse on him if someone saw him paying a check.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. God so, help him. all right, let's take a break. We're at DC Prime in Ashburn, Virginia. We're going to get menus. We're gonna get some delicious steak and we'll come back and we'll finish up Steakhouse Confidential for this week. And we gotta talk about one of the cheating, cheaty, cheatiest stories in golf. Whoa. We all play golf Whoa. at a high level that I've ever seen. Whoa. Ronus Never heard again? Of. Huh? No, no, Ronus no Ronus again. No, no. no you have to actually <laughs> play golf to cheat. <laughs> all which right. I don't do. Let's get some steak, boys. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet sides, predict scores, track player props, even do props on politics. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. If the game already kicked off or tipped off, don't worry. They've got live in-game action, sweet action, on every major event, even eSports. No better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go there, sign up. Type in promo code ZABE and get a 100% sign-up bonus. It's easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. All right, final segment here, Steakhouse Confidential at DC Prime, Ashburn, Virginia. Man, it was delicious. I I had the ribeye, medium rare, with a little Oscar action, which would be crab meat, and a delicious yellowish sauce. Why, thank you <laughs> for they explaining. They call that Bernays sauce. What
3: did you guys have, Ronis? I had the bone-in ribeye, and okay. it was scrumptious. Johnny?
2: Ronis, I had your bone-in ribeye. And then
1: you ate the bone like a dog. Oh,
3: yeah, he savage. ate the
2: entire that bone. That cow died for me, and I was not going <laughs> to let it die in vain.
1: Gorgie, you had the filet.
0: Boned-in filet, but the star of the meal is the lobster Oh, mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese. Oh, yeah. which is crustaceans the friggin' charts
1: good stuff thank you to dc prime for having us here uh rick crow is awesome crow is the man great place come on by dc prime in ashburn virginia so all you guys are golfers of course john ronas teaches golf and johnny rhodes was once an assistant pro and good old gorgie is the world's number one pain in the ass at river bend country club for your membership over there you pester the Greens committee. You pester John Madden, your pro. <laughs> You've got firm opinions about what should be done at the club. I love it. Absolutely. So we all, we're, all, we're all fanatic golfers. There's two stories I want to talk about. First of all, Bryson DeChambeau has now won five times in about, what, 18 months? He is more than just a novelty act. Now, look, he stunk at the Ryder Cup. Understood. You can't take away the fact he is winning big time. What do you think of Bryson DeChambeau? We'll
3: start with you, John Ronas. Well, you're right. I mean, it's pretty fascinating, actually. I think if you probably go back six events, he may have won seven events. He may have won five. Yeah. It's something close to that.
1: I would have never guessed he would have won on tour with that goofy, all one-size-fits-all clubs, that on-plane swing, low bullets. Now he's won five times. The on-plane,
3: when it's on, it's going to be really on. And when it's off, it'll probably be really off. But... (laughs) The distractions things we talked about. It's an individual sport, and when it's individual for him, he can monitor all the distractions. The Ryder Cup is not a format for him. It should be one of those things he never plays in again. But he's got it wired <laughs> he down pretty never, good. No. He's going to play it he in it couple more times, maybe. He, sh- he should be banned should be from banned. the Ryder Cup forever. Speaking of distractions, is that a distraction? But that That's that his is,
0: girlfriend.
1: Mm.
3: Wow, well, that's obviously, something else right there. Yeah. Why mm. does
0: she have a
2: penis? What? Because <laughs> she d- can? No, she has <laughs> yeah.
1: she has the Crikey. largest boobies of any athlete wife I've ever seen. Those are like stunt boobs on a you know stripper. What? In
3: Bryson's world, those are just a counterbalancing. <laughs> I, I everything bet, has to do I with, bet with Bryson physics. Knows
1: all the science of his yes, girlfriend. a lot yeah. of science. Uh, there. He
2: found her through algorithms on at the doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> rosie what do you think? Uh, much as I hate to admit it, it's 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 sustainable.
1: Uh, all that hate to admit. Why is he not popular? Do you like him, Gorgie? I don't you mind like him Dichambo? actually. I I,
0: I I think people are going to.
1: After
2: Gorgui showed like me those pictures, I like him he's a He's
0: going to win, and he's going to win a lot, and he's not going away anytime soon because he lives in his own little world. Yeah and it's metrics, it's analytics, he, and you know what? He doesn't care. He, says, he doesn't give a shit. He says what he says. He plays the way he wants to play, and, my God, does he take his time on the golf course. Yeah. It's a long fucking round. But yeah.
3: he's Yvonne Lendl to golf. Uh, that's he's a good analogy. Sampras. Good analogy. We don't need that in golf. I hate to say it. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. Well, you him. don't like him. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's don't that's you a think narrow, that you need – As a golf, prof- as a golf right professional, there. we – you always need some character to get people to go on one side or the other. All right, real quick, I, think you need I don't want to d-
1: spend any more time on who, who gives a shit. They're going to be like, why did I bring this up? But he was gonna—he said he's going to putt with a flag stick in next year because mm-hmm. yeah, that will be legal under the rules of golf. So ridiculous.
3: <laughs> it's just so ridiculous.
2: Rhodes? no, oh, I've got a stronger stance than ridiculous. I do not think the PGA Tour will allow it.
3: Oh, That's who cares? They can't
2: not who allow cares? it. Who yeah, cares? It's the stupidest can. thing in the world. Any rule they want supersedes the USGA rules of golf. Do you think really? DeChambeau will snipe one dead left out of bounds and say, I'll go ahead and drop one down there and hit four? No. Ain't happening. So Why would how, you what put- does that have to
1: do with putting with a pin in? It's, it's just another part of the Let new em. rules of twenty eight nineteen. Let him. It's the stupidest thing so I've wait, ever whoa, heard. Whoa, whoa. We're on to something bigger here. I didn't yeah. know we'd hook into this. Yeah. You think the PGA Tour is going to go rogue I on totally the USGA's do. new rules of golf?
2: I will bet a testicle on it. <laughs> well, that leaves do you, you not. you have an extra one you're that not using That leaves you a right zero. Now? I've got two, and I don't need <laughs> them both. you sure you have I don't have even two? know if I need them, any of them. Uh, look. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's a bunch of new rules that the USGA has come out with that are intended for the Joe Schmo average golfer to speed up play. Okay. Putting with a flag stick is, can you imagine a threesome on a Saturday round on the
0: tour? Stop, you had me a when threesome. Bubble
2: Bubba Watson putts, then uh, Jordan Spieth putts, and DeChambeau says, says can you pin back please in. put the pin back in? The <laughs> tour will not put up with that. I it's an see.
1: optics thing. They will not do it. I want to see a guy tap in a one-footer, <laughs> kerplunk, and hit the actual flag stick. That's what I
2: want to and see. Go and Again, not go in.
3: It's four. A guy chips up. He's one foot from the hole, and he puts it in. A recreational player. Not with a caddy standing right next to the, the pin. It is senseless to make the hole smaller by keeping the pin in. All right? So it's just not going to happen. The PGA Tour can do whatever they All want because right. no idiot's going to putt with the pin in. I know Seven. this. There's going to be
1: rounds with my buddies in which we make everybody putt with a pin in. Make right, the whole round. Just to annoy the yeah. shit out of right. you. Yeah. Right. So I can't
2: focus right now because of I know,
1: gorgie could you please oh, sorry. put your laptop away? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay? <laughs> Whatever that is. Sorry. Like, we're having a That's discussion. Real. And you're like, here, I'm, look at this. I'm surfing. <laughs> yeah, you're surfing. Okay, My mom is listening to this right now. I, I can't get my eyes off of this. This is right. ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so this Doris Chen story is something else. Doris Chen is a young LPGA aspiring player. She used to be an All-American at USC, won some big events, was a teen phenom. She's at Q School or Q Series on the LPGA Tour, and she hits a drive left into the woods at Pinehurst Number 7. Their caddy comes up on it. It's in a bad line, the Pine Straw, but it's inbounds. And a woman comes out of the house near where the ball is and says, Somebody <laughs> kicked the ball. Somebody kicked the ball. It turns I, out yeah, and they a go, similar ethnicity and they go and they go and the caddy is like, well, who was it? And the woman in the house points right at Doris Chen's mom. Yeah. Uh Oh, so at this point, there's a problem. What? And, and, and so Doris Chen's caddy is trying to do the right thing and says, hey, look, I think we need to call a rules official because this is a bit of, uh, of a sticky situation. And Doris Chen is like, well, we're already on the clock. We're late. You know, I'm going to play it as it is. Because she said, and this (laughs) this is a great explanation, she says if somebody did kick the ball, which she didn't see, it would have been still a, quote, live ball and that it would have been play it where it lays. God that damn is, it, Mom! That, that is that is a complete misinterpretation well, of what the rules... Well, if she kicked it while it was
3: moving. So if the mom could just time it on the bounce and kick it out of the sky <laughs> like Pele, then no, it would have worked. No one worked. had any proof that she kicked it while no. it was moving. Well, except so the, the man that ran out of the house.
1: So then to de- right, to declare it a, a live ball <laughs> is quite a reach when you're on the tee. 223 <laughs> yards away. <Sure>. Bomb. <laughs> You're Bombing it out there. So so there's a big kerfuffle, and Doris Chen's like, I'm going to play it anyway. And her caddy's like, are you sure? No. You sure? Because no. this could be bad. You could be DQ'd. No. Are you sure? Let's call an official. No, no, no. Pesters her multiple times all the way up until 18. She signed your scorecard. The caddy then says, look. I'm making less than the guy raking the bunkers here because I'm caddying on the LPGA tour. (laughs) Q series. I'm not going to live my life thinking I'm helping a blatant cheater here. So he goes and tells the LPGA officials, here's what's happened. They went and they talked to the homeowner. The homeowner's story seemed to hold up, and they DQ'd her. And now Doris Chen is all like, I'm not a cheater. I would never cheat. I would never tell my parents to kick the ball back and play. It doesn't matter. You were told you should do the right thing. You had information that... That ball was moved, possibly out of bounds to inbounds. Right. You had to do everything you could to be uphold the rules of golf.
0: What hole was that on? I don't know. I mean, didn't it, didn't this go on for like three or four holes? I think the so. The caddy was like Adam. Caddy, the caddy. Yeah, kept he's like, come clean. Her. Let's you, right. let's you can right. Don't do this. Well, don't do this. He was also this. protecting the field well, because those people were out there busting their asses, getting the their right card. Thing. Right. Right.
3: right. Exactly. Ronas, you have your first crack at it. Go. I think she did everything exactly how she should have. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. <laughs> Look, I can give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that she didn't know the rule per se, or thought that her her mother was so adept that he, she could kick it off a of one bounce off of the card path. No, and, she
1: didn't kick it off a of one bounce with
3: a bicycle kick, oh. but <laughs> and it was a live ball. But the fact is that she had multiple times to kind of correct it, and then. When you're done with the round, you owe the official, this happened on hole number 14. Can we see what I should do or how I should play this or whatever? Right. She, she basically cheated. said, don't talk about she, it. She, she, she said, told Randall Mel, the, the Golf it. Channel, don't talk about Don't write about this Zip anymore. It. Right. Yeah. And so the fact is she cheated. And she got the right course of action, which is disqualification. Now, you got to understand in the Q series or Q school, it could be round one. You're DQ'd, wait till next year. So there's a lot riding on it, and she chose to cheat, and she paid the price, and now, you know, her millions and millions, tens of, twenties of dollars of endorsements, her, her free subscriptions are yeah. now in jeopardy <laughs> That's right.
1: because of this. All right, Rosie, go ahead. Look, guys,
2: we've got the maternal connection
1: here. I empathize. Are you saying the she's mom. an Asian tiger mom? Yeah. You've mom, heard about the Asian the tiger mom stereotype, right?
2: The mom gave it the old <laughs> right oh. footer, <laughs> the old Tom Dempsey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey, hey, Judge Smells, <laughs> that's not detail. out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Minor detail. Here's what I'm. Gonna, I'm going to be really soft in my uh, opinion. Wow!
0: Never let her play again. <laughs> <laughs> How
2: about that? <laughs> that's
1: good. That's pretty. <laughs> that's yeah. Good. Okay. All
0: right, Gorgy. Uh, it's cheating. Game over. Bad cheating, right? Oh, absolutely! Really bad Blay- cheating. But blatant, what are we going to do about
3: this? That's my question.
0: Got caught, red-handed. You had a chance to come clean, and sh- all she did was just bury herself. What's yep.
1: What's the worst cheating you've ever seen? Well, first playing of all, golf? here's what's unfortunate.
2: Oh, about I the got whole one. Yeah. The LPGA tour is in desperate need of some more Asian players. So Shut this up. is a really bad thing, <laughs> right here. <laughs> I think she's Sorry, American is that anyway.
1: inappropriate. <laughs> she's very. So,
0: I used to belong to Woodmore. So, I invite one of my old chaps Sheep out Club. for a round of golf at Riverbend my first year there. There's a dog leg par four, number five. And the guy hits the ball, and it is definitely left rough. He's in his own cart, and he drives in front of me. And out of the cart comes a ball, ends up in the middle of the fairway. Interesting. And I said, wow. What was that? What, what, what do we got going on here? Needless to say, I never played another round of golf with it. Ball him moved or that's not, e-
1: that's not even artful cheating. I mean, it's no. not even – it's like,
0: really, that's so blatant. You did it in front of me like I'm fucking the... blind.
1: Yeah, guy at the Potomac Cup once, like, tumbled down the bank of a hazard <laughs> and had a ball fall out of his body. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Yeah, like look a- at that.
0: Wear <laughs> out of loaded. his body. We hey, don't know hey, about I'm it. Hey, 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 Zabe, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's 2? <two? laughs> yeah, that's me. There it was.
3: I felt it when God, I rolled over look how over clean it.
2: this
0: is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Tyler's 2? Yeah, that's mine. How's the right, lie?
1: Boys. Great meal, great times, great fun. Thank you for thank coming you. out i hope you enjoy the steak and thank you to dc prime for having us thank, thank you, you. To dc prime we'll Thanks do DC it again prime. soon now you can See roll ya. me out of here because i am stuffed.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's finish on this today headline new york post reads we've officially reached peak smartphone have we reached peak smartphone writer andy meek asks are we just impossible to impress anymore thanks to a case of been there, seen that with most handsets? Maybe it's that more of us are hanging onto our devices for longer than ever. And maybe it's a little bit of all of the above. Whatever the reason, though, global smartphone shipments were down again in the third quarter, the fourth consecutive slump in shipments. Market research firm Strategy Analytics is out with new data showing a year-over-year decline of 360 million units or an equivalent of of an 8% dip. This in the third quarter. With strategy analytics, analytics director Linda Swee. Going as far as to declare the smartphone market. Quote. Effectively in a recession. Well. Boo hoo. She said the smartphone industry is struggling to come up come to terms. With heavily diminished carrier subsidies. Yeah I you used to get the phone for free. Like I oh, just sign up for two years. We'll give you the phone. They don't do that anymore. Longer replacement rates. Individual Inventory buildup in several regions and a lack of exciting hardware design innovation, she said. Yeah, yeah, that that would be me. Now granted, I'm a whore for the latest, coolest technology. And I was going to buy the new iPhone XS until I found out that basically they don't have any better, higher frame rate super slow-mo, which is kind of all I want. Yeah, the camera's better. Yeah, this new feature for the portrait mode is better. I hear it. Okay, whatever. Yeah, the screen is bigger and the the bezel is smaller. First of all, I don't like not having my button. I'm going to hang on to the button on my iPhone for a long time. In fact, I even wish it was not a haptic fake button. I wish it was the real button like you used to have, bottom of the screen. That was always the genius of the iPhone to me. It had one button. But right, where the new one is no buttons, so it's even more genius. You just you swipe, you swipe up, or you swipe. Just put your face in front of the phone. Hey, I don't want Apple having my face. Oh, Zeb, you poor thing. They've already got your face. What are you talking about? They've got your face. They picked it up somewhere. They've searched your web pages. They've searched your name on Facebook. Even if you never had Facebook, they've got your face. Damn you. Still, I don't quite like the iPhone 8 or 10. Or no, I got the 8. I don't like the the 10 or the 10S. But here's the thing. They're also right in that your phones do pretty much everything now. So good, what else is there that could wow people? What is there? Hmm, think, think, think. I'm tapping my chin. What could be out there to make cell phones better? Ah. I've got an idea how about you design a phone that can make a clear call hello my name is Steve would you like to have a conversation why yes I would oh great well it sounds like you're right next to me I know it's because this iPhone XS cost fifteen hundred fucking dollars and I pay three hundred and eighty goddamn dollars a month well, of course you should sound like you're sitting right next to me. Okay, let's go have a pleasant conversation. Or better yet, let's let's talk about a complicated business deal that's going to require an hour of discussion and brainstorming and back and forth. And uh, I heard you and did you hear what I said? No, 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 no. Back and forth. Do we have that? No. How much would I have to pay, as I slap my iPhone 8, how much would I have to pay for a phone that does that, that actually delivers a good call? And don't get me started with, well, this is a network thing, it's a tower thing, it's a capacity thing, it's a weather thing, it's a this thing, it's a that thing, it's an FCC thing. No. It's a fuck you thing. Fuck you phone companies until you make a phone that can actually make a good call. And a camera that's got 240 frames per second in 4K. Then we're talking. Then I might jump in, even if the call quality still sucks. But... Work on the calls, okay, and then get back to us. Maybe you'll sell more phones. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet sides, predict scores, track player props, even do props on politics. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. If the game already kicked off or tipped off, don't worry. They've got live in-game action, sweet action, on every major event, even eSports. No better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go there, sign up, type in promo code ZABE, and get a 100% sign-up bonus. It's easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. That'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Sign up for the Football Five Ways Friday premium podcast. It's only $4.99 a month. Go to ZABE.com slash premium. Remember podcasts of the future. You will become quickly addicted, and I hope you are here. Email me with topics and suggestions at zabe at yahoo.com. Now go post some inflammatory comments about who won or lost the elections last night. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.
3: dot com.